We're in day three today of our look together through 1 Timothy chapter 6, the last chapter of the book of Timothy. We're going to be looking at verses 11 to 16. And in these verses, we have Paul's charge to Timothy. And they're a charge to us too. This is how you live the life of faith. You ever have one of those days where you feel like, I just don't, I don't feel motivated today. We all do. I do. Paul did. Timothy did. And so in verses 11 to 16, Paul charges Timothy, here's how you live it. Here's what you do. Whether you have the emotion or not, here's what you do. Listen to verses 11. First of all, verses 11 and 12, where he says, but you, man of God, flee from all this, the financial temptations we talked about yesterday. Flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Now that is a charge. I mean, that is a speech that rivals any speech you hear in some movie of some coach telling his football players to get out there on the field and win one for the gipper or whatever it happens to be. That is a speech to rival any speech that you might have heard on a battlefield telling the men and the women to go out there and win this battle because it has to be won. Paul is saying, here is the charge. And there's three words Three phrases in, the, in these verses that are very powerful in living out the life of faith. Pursue, fight, and take hold. You pursue. You flee from all this, and instead, you pursue. You can't just run away from sin. Where do you run? If you try to run away from sin, and that's all you're trying to do, you're going to run right back into sin. No, you got to know what you're running after. So you flee from all this, and you pursue. And then he gives this incredible list. Righteousness, godliness, faith love, endurance, and gentleness. You wake up in the morning and you feel unmotivated. You don't know what to do. What do you do? Run after righteousness, right relationship with God and right relationship with others. Run after godliness, the character of God, his love, his heart being shown through your life. Run after faith, trusting him in a way you haven't trusted him before. Run after love. Pursue it today. Run after endurance. Even though you don't feel like it, Pursue gentleness today. I, I love that one, gentleness. It, it, it's a reminder, that last one, let's just take the last one as an example, gentleness. It's a reminder that all of these, they're not personality traits. They are spiritual fruit in our lives. Gentleness is developed in our lives. Love is developed. Endurance is developed. If I look at myself and I say, I want to be more gentle. I want to be more patient. I want to be somebody who's without a temper, doesn't fly off the handle like I do. But I think, that's not me. You've got to be kidding. I can't do that. I don't have the personality for it. You've missed the point. Gentleness is not a personality. It is a fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness. Gentleness in your life. It's a fruit that grows and develops in your life. Now, how does it grow? What is it that develops gentleness and all these other characteristics in people's lives? Well, it's many things, but let me focus on two of them. You want to pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness? What develops those qualities? Two things. One, seeing life from God's point of view. God's wisdom is gentle, the Bible tells us. The way God sees life, he sees it through gentle eyes. He sees it through eyes of righteousness, eyes of faith, eyes of love. Beginning to see myself, see others, see this world through the wisdom of God, that develops gentleness, that develops endurance and love in me. Number one, you see life from God's point of view. And the way that I, I learned to do that is by reading God's word. There's something about God's word that helps me to see it from God's point of view rather than my point of view. 
So I see life from God's point of view, and then I second thing I do is I spend time with Jesus Christ. I just talk to him. I sit with him throughout the day, uh, a brief conversation here and there. Maybe at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, it's a longer conversation. I, I read a few verses out of the Bible, and I think about what he's saying to me in that. In, in those ways, I spend time. I realize that I am in relationship with Jesus Christ throughout the day, every day. And why is that so important? Because we're relational people. And to become more gentle, you have to spend time around gentle people. To have more endurance in your life, you've got to spend time around people who have more endurance in their life. And you need to find fellow believers who are gentle and who endure, but you also need to realize that Jesus Christ has all these qualities. So as you spend time with him, you become more like him, like Jesus' first followers. You have James and John who were called the sons of thunder because they had so much, so much anger against everyone. They were always saying, Do the, you know, well, let's, let's take that city over there, and they didn't trust you, Jesus. Could we send down lightning bolts on them and just wipe them all out? That's the spirit that they had. But John, by the end of his life, becomes known as the apostle of love. Why? Not because he tried to be more loving, because he spent time with Jesus Christ, and that inevitably rubbed off on him. You, you pursue. That's the first thing you do in this motivated life of faith. You pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Second thing you do is you fight. We talked about this uh, a number of chapters ago and the fact that although the Christian life is a journey, the stronger picture of it in the New Testament is it is a fight. It is a good fight. It's not a dirty fight. It's not an evil fight. It is a good fight. It is a worthwhile fight. Yeah, there is a battle to living your faith every day. There's a battle to trusting God. There is doing what he wants and not what I want. It's saying no to temptation and saying yes to God. What is this good fight of faith? It, it is the fight against the direction this world is taking. Everything around you in this world is going in the opposite direction of faith. So sometimes I liken it to walking up a down escalator. If the escalator is going down and I just stand still on it, I'm going to go down with it. If I start to walk up, I'm fighting against the general motion of everything. And you've got to fight against the general motion of this world. You've got to choose to do that day to day. Who are we fighting? Well, you're not fighting the people in this world. You're not fighting that guy at the office, or you're not fighting even that person who is putting out that maybe immoral material. Who we're fighting is Satan, because he's the one who motivated that guy at the office to act that way, or he's the one who motivated that person to be immoral in their life. That's who we're fighting. Never forget that we're fighting the evil one. When we start to fight people, we get the battle in the wrong way. You fight the good fight of faith, and although you might have to confront people sometimes, you realize that that fight is against the evil one. It's a good fight because we're trusting in a good God, and you focus on the good and not the evil. Good always overcomes evil. That's why it's the good fight. You fight, you pursue, and then you take hold. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. When you were called to life by Jesus Christ, he gave you that life. It's his gift. It's his gift of grace. But each day when I wake up, I have to take hold of the life that he has given and live it out. I don't, I don't create this life. I take hold of what he has created. Now, I can choose to take hold of other things every day of my life. I can take hold of my selfishness. I can take hold of my discouragement. I can take hold of, well, there's a long list. But I also can choose, as a believer in Christ, I can take hold of what God has put into my life. It's there. You have it. You can take hold of it. So take hold of that eternal life to which you were called. When do you start living eternal life as a believer? 
Well, the truth of the matter is, although there's a huge jump in quality of your eternal life when you get to be in heaven, you change then, there's no more tears, there's no more sin there. The fact of your eternal life is settled now. You began your eternal life the moment you became a believer in Jesus Christ, moment you began to follow him. So you take hold of that life. Now, Paul, Paul is not through. He's gonna continue to encourage Timothy with a charge to live out these three things. Pursue, fight, take hold. Listen to these words, verses 13 to 16. Listen to them not as written to Timothy. Listen to them as written to you. In the sight of God, who gives life to everything, and of Christ Jesus, who, while testifying before Pontius Pilate, made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see, to him be honor and might forever. Amen. Now that, that is faith motivation. Paul says, in the presence of Christ, who made the good confession before Pontius Pilate, he told Pilate that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't use those exact words, but he talked about the fact that the truth is found in Christ and that he is the Son of God. And Paul says, I want you to live this without spot or blame. Now, is he saying there, you have to be perfect? No, he's saying be trusting. And don't take those words to say you have to try to be a Pharisee and never make a mistake. The without spot or blame means that that Jesus Christ has done something in your life. Without spot, those are words that are used for a perfect sacrifice. We're not the perfect sacrifice, Jesus is. Blameless, blameless because of what Jesus has done. So you can keep this command without spot or blame, not because of what I have done, but because of what Jesus has done. It is, it is in trusting what Jesus has done that I live out this charge to pursue, to fight, to take hold of the life of faith. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for us together. And I pray these words of Paul. I pray that, God, you would give us, in your sight, the power to live out this life of faith, to keep this command as those without spot or blame until you're appearing, our Lord Jesus Christ, which, God, we know you will bring about in your own time. And, God, we recognize you as the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who is immortal, who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one can see or has seen. And, Lord, we want if we're going to pursue, if we're going to fight, if we're going to take hold, we want the glory to go to you. So to you be honor, to you be glory, to you be might forever. Amen.